Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Hello. Hello, hello. No special guests again this week, just us. Just us, but a very happy holidays, everyone. Yes. Feels because al- because although it it's middle of December now, by the time this episode comes out, it will be right smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It will be, and there really there could be a guest because I am now a dog mom. Any sort of noise, he's he's a little he's still he's quite anxious, right? Because he's well, he's got one eye. So Phil got nipped one day because. Um, his name is Ojito. Ojito was laying in his bed and Phil came down and then reached to pet him, but went like the dog was just kind of lifting its head up kind of groggy and on the side without his eye. And so he immediately turned and just kind of like, he didn't, he nipped enough to leave. Like you could see where he had, but it didn't break the skin and it okay. completely, completely was not the dog's fault. It was completely Phil's fault for coming up. Right. He said, I, I forgot. I uh, spooked him on the, on the wrong side. Totally. Totally. So, okay. So you've been a dog mom for less than a week at this <laughs> yeah. point. What yeah. is the best thing about being a dog mom? Um, the best thing is probably just, I mean, he follows me around everywhere. So it's kind of nice to have, I'm not, it isn't annoying me yet to have him. And so everywhere I am, like if I, I mean, I spent like five hours in the kitchen the other afternoon, I was doing some baking and prepping or whatever the whole time. And so now he has a bed in there too. So now he's just like, and he's just laying in the bed, just kind of like chilling out or he'll just chill out just watching me do whatever so that's I mean Sandy if if you had a bed in your kitchen for me (laughs) and you were in the kitchen for five hours I also would lay in the bed and just (laughs) chill out (laughs) that sounds quite delightful actually (laughs) you know but and it, it sounds like a long time I guess it is but when I was do what I was doing like it didn't it didn't seem to be um It doesn't seem like it's that long. You know, sometimes I look and I'm like, holy snap, look what time it is. But I'm listening to podcasts and now I'm listening. I'm actually listening to a book. Um, And so the time really passes. But then I'll look at the book and I was like, oh, shoot, I've just listened to two hours and 45 minutes. Like, right. Getting on through. Yeah. Okay. so the best the best thing is having him follow you around. Follow me what? around and just that he's, and then he's at the door. We come in and he's all excited, you know, and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And the worst what's thing? the worst thing? Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing, the worst thing is that anytime someone comes into the, like into the house, like he doesn't really adjust. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we've got someone that comes in to do some cleaning and stuff and, and even though she, it's not just her coming in, it's while she's in the whole time that he's, mm-hmm really anxious and it was what and what was interesting was this morning because she's here today is normally if I was in the kitchen he would be in the kitchen like I just said this time he is like positioned himself outside by the door by the front door it's and then I came I thought oh he's not there anymore and now he's in the and he's sitting in the living room because he knows that the stairs are he's between the stairs and me okay so in, which I found interesting is obviously yeah 
so but yeah. um anyway protective yeah yeah. The other thing okay. is knowing that yeah, he, he gets he gets dirty very fast because Lima is a very dirty city. And so having a whiter cream colored dog, like he when we picked him up Saturday, he had just had a bath and, and that I think he's gonna need one, like need to go somewhere like every week. And I mean, even after like three days, I was like, Look at his paws. Um <laughs> <laughs> that is stressing me out but I did we went yesterday and picked up some other stuff and I did get a brush so I was brushing him which he seemed to be okay like he was fine with me brushing him but right. um, I'm gonna we're, we're taking him Saturday again and going so that we can get his nails clipped and talk to them about like how often we should do that because we right. realize that we really know shit right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but anyways how many pictures and videos would you say you have already taken of him in less than a week? Not that many. I'll be honest. I okay. really, really haven't. No, I, I, I don't. I, I videos. I don't think I've taken a video at all. Okay. Um, what was so we had all like you know these toys. So I was like, oh, maybe he wants to play with toys. He wanted nothing to do with any to- any of them. I was like, oh man, until Wednesday, and then so it was like he obviously was too yeah. anxious about other things and then yeah. picked up he just randomly went and picked one up and was out there chomping on it yeah. sounds great yeah all that to say that he may become vocal <laughs> right. so, so if you hear some barking you know our apologies but it is what it is yeah. we've got a new we've got a new little man in our life Okay, so Sandy, I have to, you know this story because I've already told you, but I have to retell the story as an introduction to what I want to talk briefly about with you. So I, as you know, love the Libby app. I love having a public library card. I love being able to get um, eBooks, but more what I actually really love are the audiobooks to get them from the library and I can have them and listen to them and then return them. And I don't even have to step foot in an actual library. It's a great, great system. I absolutely love it. So I may or may not share my Libby account with a dear friend of mine. And, and so recently, like now we, we both listen to, you know, and read a bunch of different things. And so there, the holds are always maxed out. Like there are always 30, you can only have 30 holds at a time. I always have like between 26 and 30 holds because between the two of us, we're putting holds on everything. There are mm-hmm. like my shelf, you know, quote unquote, my sh- yeah. like shelf, because it's not an actual shelf, but my shelf in the app, it always has like seven or eight books on the go because I'm reading some and he's reading some. And, and so it's, you know, we're going back and forth. So anyway, but we read, although we have, you know, some, some areas that cross over, we typically are reading different stuff, right? So it's pretty obvious when a book comes available whose whose book it is if it's about politics it's likely not mine <laughs> um, yeah. you know if it's like some sort of you know sci-fi or fantasy it probably is mine you know or it's a, if it's memoir it's mine you know like so you kind of have a sense well this book became available and it was called burnout by emily and amelia Nag- nagoski and mm-hmm. Um, and so it comes up and I was like, Ooh, yes, I've been waiting for this book. And I took it and I started listening to it. And then like later that day, I get a text message that's like, Hey, are you reading my book? 
<laughs> and and you know you you keep saying that someone else, but but the listeners know Tim. Oh, of course, of course, the listeners have met, the listeners have met Tim. So yeah, so he, so he's the one who's who's listening to these or listening and reading books along with me. And so he texts me and says, "You know, are you reading my book?" And I was like, "Your book?" Like I was yeah. I was indignant sure that book. it was me <laughs> who had put the book on hold. In further like. Upon further conversation and reflection, I I think it's absolutely right. Like if he if he if Tim believes that he's the one who put the book on hold, yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, and so I just stole it from him. But yeah. uh, you know, so I have to finish the book so that he can now read it because uh, you know, he put it on hold in the first place. But like truly, when it came first and first of all, the book came available and it's by these twin sisters who we, you and I, Sandy, we have talked about them before because way back when, I feel like early in 2020, Brene Brown had them as a guest on her podcast, Unlocking Us. It was, it was, she, I, I'm going to say they might've been one of the first five when, because Unlocking Us launched just as the the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so I knew who these people, like I knew who these authors were because I've heard them speak about their research on a podcast. And so that was clue number one why I thought it was my book, like my right. choice. Clue number two, it's this bright pink book that is geared for, like geared to women about women. And so that also, I mean, that's not to say that that Tim is not one of the biggest feminists that I know, but maybe even a larger feminist than I am sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But but there was just some there. Everything about it just felt like this was a book that I had requested. Yeah. Anyway, apparently, I didn't. So so sorry, Tim. But so I'm, really, I'm really glad I got to it ahead of you because it's really great, and <laughs> I'm excited for you to read it. But I'm excited for you, Sandy, to read it as well. Um, because I think once we've both read it, we can have a, a richer conversation about it. But I okay. just wanted to like lay the groundwork. Okay. Because and are the, you public? And is this like a public apology to Tim? <laughs> I mean, I don't really feel sorry about it. Okay. <laughs> now and and now the listeners have a better a better understanding of Henny's personality. <laughs> yes. Areas, yeah, that, that maybe some little bit of you know personality flaws. flaws yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> some of the some of the the shine can walk, you know, be worn off a little bit along the tips. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Don't uh, don't don't wash me in perfection or anything, please. <laughs> so the book, the total, like the subtitle is. So the title is burnout. The subtitle is The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Yeah. And I mean, Sandy, it's really good. Like yeah. I, I said to you yesterday that I think like not only am I really enjoying it, but also I think I'm going to have to like re-listen to sections of it because I want to hear it again. And that is not... It's not typical. something I would typically do. No. No, never. Definitely not. Definitely not. And so... The book is written by women, for, about women, for women, um, but it's applicable to 
yeah. people who do not identify as women as well, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it really at its core is about stress, where stress comes from, how to manage or how to deal with stress properly and not just quote unquote manage it. Yeah. And, and then of course, all of the negative impacts that health can have on your life in a variety of different areas. So I think the book is applicable to anyone, but it's, it is geared towards women um, mostly, and they talk about this a lot, but they talk about different roles that, that women traditionally have taken in society and not just roles that we have necessarily taken in society, but the roles that, that have been formed for us in society mm. and that those roles and understandings and expectations tend to differ from the expectations that we as a society, particularly a Western society, have for men. And because of that, the types of stress or the cause of stress, the root of stress is often different. Right. And so I think that's that's sort of the the reason that it skews feminine. But um, But I mean, absolutely, it's for everyone. So here's the part that I want to tell you about and then and then we can we can move on and I'm so excited to have you read the book so that we can talk about okay. the whole together. I'm not quite finished. I'm 3 quarters of the way through. And there are all these different chat like there's a chapter about social connection and why that's so important and how a lack of social connection and loneliness can cause stress. There's a chapter about what what they call the bikini industrial complex, which okay. is really a whole chapter about body image, weight shaming, um, the, the, um, tenuous connection between weight and health and, mm-hmm. mm. um, you know, so lots of things yeah. that we've all talked about and how that adds to the stress that people feel, particularly that women feel on a daily basis. Like there are, so there are all these chapters, uh, there's a chapter about, you know, busyness and, and, um, expectations in the workplace, expectations at home, you know, like it's, there's so many different things that are so worth talking about, but it starts by sort of outlining the main principle of their whole argument, which is your body reacts to stress or no, your body reacts to a stressor. So something Mm. happens and your body reacts, Mm -hmm. right? But when that stressor goes away, unless you end the cycle, the stress remains in your body. So the Mm. thing that caused the stress in the first place is no longer there, but your body is still working through the stress. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the key is finding a way to tell your body that the stressor is gone and it can relax. Mm-hmm. I now by this, I'm remembering this was covered in. I'm going to have to go back now and listen to the episode by. Yeah. Well, then they were on unlocking us. I also yes. am going to have to go back and listen to it because yes. because there are sections in the book that they that I'm hearing them say and I'm like, "Oh, I've heard this before." But that's yeah. why because they talked about this book on that episode, right? They did. Yes. Um yeah. so interesting this and so what feels, I mean, on one hand, it's 
scientifically proven, but on the other hand, it just feels so like common sense, you know, that, you know, of course, you know, we have an altercation with someone at work and then we go home and that the stressor is gone, but we carry that with us, you know? And so, so we have to actively do something to tell our body that it's over, you know? And, and so they have six things that you can do to tell your body that the stress is over, the stressor is gone and -hmm. that the stress cycle can be ended. And number one is physical activity. Right. And so they, they, you know, talk in detail about the importance of physical activity from a stress reduction standpoint. Right. And so, but then they said like, it doesn't have to be, you know, doing some sort of sweat inducing cardio workout. Like Mm -hmm. they said, it literally could be taking 10 minutes to go muscle group by muscle group and clenching the muscles for like 15 seconds and then Mm. releasing. And because it's because in order to do that, you, you are using those muscles and you, and then purposely relaxing the muscles to tell your body, okay, it's over. So they said, even movement like that is quite strenuous. Hmm. Number two, the second way you can um, end the stress cycle is by breathing. Mm -hmm. So especially by exhaling slowly and completely and getting rid of all of the air before you inhale again. So taking a few minutes to do that. So there was one. Number three was social connection. So having a chat with someone or or someone in some way. Uh, So that's three. Number four was laughter. And, and they're like, not like socially acceptable tee hee hee. They're like, yeah. we're talking about like full on belly laughter, but that's, that's enough of a, uh, like a shake to your system, I guess, that that will end hmm. the stress cycle. Number five was some sort of like having some sort of emotional outburst. So, and so they suggested <laughs> like even um, like watching a movie that you know is going to make you cry because it's going to force uh, okay, you yeah. to experience the emotions that the character is experiencing and to let emotions leave your body. And so even if it's not like your genuine emotion, it is it is your emotion under the guise of something else. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then the other one they talk about is affection. And so they said that there are two different practices that have been studied experimentally to see like that these make a difference. And one of them is a 20 second hug. Mm -hmm. And so they said, if you engage in a hug with another person where both people in the hug are supporting their own body weight, um, that it's a, it's a completely mutual hug that it should take about 20 seconds and that your body will at some point shift and relax. And that it's apparently that it's completely noticeable when it happens. Hmm. And so they said it doesn't necessarily take 20 seconds, but typically that's the, the time limit. And then the other test that they've studied about affection and stress release is the six second kiss test. 
And so okay. one of the authors said, like, I mean, think about it. Like, if you're in, if you are in the middle of a kiss that is six seconds long, you can't possibly dislike the person you're kissing. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. So, so after I listened to that, I texted Mark and said, like, oh, like, I just, you know, was reading this about, you know, like, yeah. one of the best ways to release stress is to have a six second long kiss. And he was like, we've been doing that for years. i'm so excited for you to read the book so we can talk about it a little bit more in detail i just think these are things that either they're things that we know but we kind of forget yeah or they're things that we kind of know but we didn't really exactly know Mm -hmm. you know like it's because sometimes it's something that you kind of feel like you have a gut feeling about something but you don't actually know what the ins and outs of it are you know I don't know And, and I think the best reminder for me was that even if the stressor is not right in front of you, your body is still coping with the stress. Well, I I think it's because it's the degree of it, because often when we, it is something where you know that your body is stressed because it's like, say, an altercation with somebody, you know, initially, and then as soon as the altercation's finished, you do still feel, it's it's a very high intensity. But I think that what they're talking about in this book is that, when you think it's completely done, there's still like low gear. Yeah, the body is still operating and still that it's con- it's a continuation of it. It's yes. just lessened. It's like you've moved away from it, and so it's like a steady hum of it happening be- below the surface. So Absolutely. it make it does make sense that even to do something which might feel like an artificial laugh, like or the breathing is that there's a disruption to that mechanism. Yes. And that's what it, but that's what you need if you don't actually give it a cut. So I can, I can, I, that makes sense. That does make sense to me. But I, but again, I also had not thought about it. I know, I know for myself, I feel like, um, when I'm really stressed now, I know because I feel like a buzzing, like I feel like a a tingling through my body, you know, I can still, but I'm sure that it still continues on just that I don't notice it because it's slowed down a little bit, but it's still happening inside of the cells and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, our bodies are incredible, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let me switch to something that is completely nonsense. Okay. Sort of. So I was listening, listening to hypochondriactor yesterday. Yes. And so that's um, Sean Hayes and Dr. Priyanka Wally. That's her yes. name. And they always have a, uh, a guest on. So the guest yesterday was Emily Hampshire, a.k.a. Stevie from oh, Schitt's from Creek. Schitt's Creek. Okay. Yes. So the guests that come on have to have had, like, suffered from some sort of a medical um, condition or, you know, something has happened where there was like, you know, no real, um, reason for it. They can't find out anyways. So she suffers from something called misophonia. 
Do you know uh, what that is? Yes, I do. Dang it. How do you know what that is? Well, I know what it is because I think I also suffer from it. I think, Henny, I think everybody suffers from it to an extent. I think anybody, I, I think anyone in a relationship or that grew up that have siblings suffers from this. Yeah. But I think I suffer from it more than the average person to like, truly, hey. like I'm being a hundred percent honest. Okay, so, so go mis- ahead. Tell us about misophonia. Misophonia is a strong reaction to specific sounds. Oh, I know. So it, it may cause a reaction to sounds such as dripping water, chewing, snapping gum, or repetitive noises such as pencil tapping. But this can also uh, no. Now I'm adding on here because they are missing a few things that for sure, like listening to somebody eat cereal. Uh huh. Chips. Uh huh. Someone slurping their soup. Uh huh. Um, the all of those to me fall into that category. Oh my goodness, Sandy! This is this is the opposite of a nonsensical kind of conversation. This is super super serious for me because I I mean I'm interested to hear what else she had to say. I'm gonna have to look up that episode because. I have for a long time thought, I'm going to say for more than a decade, I have thought that I must suffer from misophonia more than the average person because I really, really, really have a hard time handling any noise that comes from, I mean, with the exception of talking, I guess, that comes from mouth or nose, like sniffing when people have a cold, like okay. and they're sniffing yeah. because their nose is running. Yeah. I can not handle it. Like truthfully, if someone in my class is sniffing, I will put the Kleenex box on their desk. Mm. Like they need to blow their nose. I cannot handle it. And, and it's like, it's, it's like, I cannot hear any other noise, but that. It's like I'm I'm hyper focused on that noise. Okay. And I'm so agitated by it and there's nothing I can do. When I'm tired, it's worse. Okay. So if I'm well rested, I'm a little like it, it doesn't bother me as much. When I'm tired, I truly can't handle it. Um cereal eating eating at all yeah. really, really bothers me. Um, unless I'm also eating, right? Like, so if Uh I'm making noise, like if I'm crunching in my own ear, then someone else crunching doesn't bother me. So does something like music, like if there's music in the background, does that help you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because it, it, it takes, like it covers some of the noise, it masks some of the noise, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is I this has turned into a conversation about me ta- or a whole podcast about me talking about Tim and he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. I don't know at what point this was. Like I don't know when this happened other than I know it was early in our friendship. Oh dear. And he was I know he was eating a bowl of soup. I don't know where we were. I don't uh-huh. know what was happening, but he was eating a bowl of soup. And he's the kind of person, you know, like there are soup eaters who like put the sp- like soup on the spoon yeah. and like put the spoon in their mouth. And then yeah. there are others that like uh, sp- like Yeah. Right. Anyway. Well he Tim, Tim, like, and Tim. I was I it was everything in my being to hold it together you know and then finally he finished 
<laughs> and then me, here's another. This is this has also become an episode about my personality flaws because here's <laughs> another personality flaw that I have. I tend to err on the side of passive aggressive. And so, <laughs> so Do you he, always eat your soup like that? No. So he finishes the soup and I said, I think I said something like, um, sounded like that soup was delicious. <laughs> oh dear and what did he say anyway he he will as soon as i started talking about misophonia he'll be thinking of this exact story because Uh, we have rehashed it ourselves (laughs) several times throughout the years um but i just i mean truly i it's a real it's a real problem for me it's a real issue (laughs) anyway tell tell me more well well so what it says is that Um, It's usually self-diagnosable and that people um, with uh, misophonia can become irritated, enraged, or even panicked when they hear their trigger sounds. So they may experience, it says mood, anger or anxiety, Uh psychological, fear of, uh, of loud sounds or depression, and also common is aggression or irritation. Well, I 100% know that you it's not aggression for you. 100% irritation. Yeah. Irritation. Although I will say, like, it's interesting that they, they use the word panic as well. Because sometimes I do have a sense of, like, there is some panic that I'm trying to get something done, but the sound is so... Uh-huh is so annoying to me that I can't concentrate. Mm -hmm. And I, like, when I was in university, it was particularly bad because we would be in a huge exam room and then someone would be sniffing and then I couldn't Uh. concentrate on what I was doing. And that was panic inducing for me. Uh, Okay. Because it says, like it says, is is it a mental illness? And it said, it's it's a real disorder and one that seriously compromises functioning, socializing, and ultimately mental health. It usually appears around the age of 12 and affects more people than we realize. I, so I, 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 that's why I was, you know, sort of jokingly saying that most people, you know, who, who, you know, cohabitate with someone else yeah, yeah. would probably experience it to a certain level. But, but I don't I know. So. I, I don't, I mean, it bothers me. Like, yeah. like cereal crunching, like eating yeah. cereal, I can't handle it. I cannot either. Like you, you cannot be in the same room as me if you're going to have a bowl of cereal. Like I find it (laughs) irritating, but Phil also like he, his jaw makes a funny noise. Oh, every time he's eating, I haven't ever told him this. So (laughs) he doesn't listen, but, um, I, I know I'll tell him tonight because I usually tell him (laughs) and he he always knows it's going to be something about him. So, um, although it's been this particular episode yeah. has not been Phil heavy so no it has not been Phil heavy um and so I, I if I like that's why we, we always listen to music but mine I mean I I'm sure that I eat loud too I can hear myself eating um and there are times when I'll be somewhere and it'll be something crunchy and I become aware of how it is because I'm already thinking that someone else is annoyed it's probably annoyed 100 but that but that could just come back to like, like my therapist always tells me, it's like, but Sandy, that's just you. This is part of the thing with you. You take everybody's on. It doesn't even know. You don't even know if it's real, but you've yeah. assumed it and yeah. you've just opened your arms and assimilated, and you don't need to do that. So yeah. 
Maybe yeah. it's just going, am I annoying you? Because let me know, because it freaking annoys me to hear, you know, and I'm sorry, but yeah. we have to eat. So let's figure something out. I don't yeah. know. But, yeah. But, but this is with her. She, she said that there were points in her life where she had to like remove herself from rooms where people were, yeah. um, were, were, it was so loud and so irritating but she didn't realize that there was a name for it for a long long time right you know and then and then was told that yeah no it's actually a thing I had no idea it was a thing oh my goodness it it's actually alarming to me that we have been friends for as long as we have and that this has never come up no because I I I mean I know that that eating habits of other people irritate you because but usually it's because they've been irritating me too like if we've yeah. been somewhere and we're just yeah. like, oh my God, what the hell's yeah. going on over there? Yeah. So see, living, you could li never live in Asia because they slurp their soup always. I know. Always. <sighs> it is so, there he is. It is so annoying to listen to someone. <laughs> it's awful. And like, but it's interesting too, like, okay. Yeah. Because you at the beginning, I think you listed like a few different sounds that are common. And like yeah. some of those sounds don't bother me at all. Like yeah. one of them was dripping water. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, this doesn't bother me at all. Pencil tapping. But pencil, somebody... pencil tapping, yes, will bother me. Not okay. not right away, but eventually. Yeah. Or like, click, like people who click their pens. Yeah. yeah. See, I've been in cars where people click their, their shifter, the button on the top. Ah, uh, so initially those sounds right. don't bother me, but eventually they wear on me. Yeah. But like slurping, chewing, crunching, sniffing, okay. gulping, all of those noises, the second I hear it, I'm, I'm agitated. So definitely this, this has gone in, I mean, I thought it was just a nonsensical, quick sort of thing. Um, but I think this needs to be what we ask people, like who else? Who else? Who's who else who, is who, Yeah, listening. I'm really curious to know. If, yeah. First of all, if you knew what misophonia was. Yeah. And then, second of all, if you feel like you suffer from it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I know it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Totally crazy. And I and I also know that my level of exhaustion exacerbates it yeah which which makes sometimes, sense sometimes i'll be like doing homework with my brother and he'll he like he is a sniffer like he'll uh, like make that noise yeah. and as soon as he does it i'll say like james like go and blow your nose why well, don't <laughs> i said i don't care mm -hmm. you just sniffed like go and blow your nose and and so then he'll go and then he'll come back and he'll sniff again and i'll be like james truly I said, my, my patience level is right here right now. And if you continue to do that, we have to be done. Like I cannot help you with what you're doing and concentrate on this task. If you're making that sound and he'll be like, okay, I'll try not to I'm like, okay, good. Because I just can't handle it. But I have never noticed that you, you've eaten something that's an, like, I haven't noticed it eating with you. Good. But but you know, but the, oh, good. That just means that yes, she's noticed it with me. She no. did, however, before we recorded today, said to me, um, just so you know that whatever you're drinking that's out of, um, that it does make a noise. So clearly, that wasn't just for the recording. That was really because she's like, I cannot listen to you drink out of that coffee mug again. <laughs> I mean, it was bothering me, but oh, I knew no. that. I knew that it was almost over, so it didn't bother. Like it was fine. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, hilarious. 
But I didn't want you. I didn't want you to drink it while we were recording because it was really loud. <laughs> that is so funny. But so, anyways, now that it's out in the open, just tell me, whoever, <laughs> just be like, you're really loud, and it's really no, 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 no. But I, but truthfully, I say good because I'm glad that that I've never been annoying. But Sandy, I've never been annoyed by you eating either. But I think that's because we're when like if we're together and we're having something to eat, like we're both eating. Yeah, true. You know what That's I mean? Right. Like, like yeah. I can't think of a time when we would be together and you would be eating something and I wouldn't be or vice versa, you know? So, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like if you're, if there's other sound that is masking it, you know, mm-hmm. then it's, then it's not bothersome. Right. So if, yeah. if I'm already, you know, crunching away, then it's no that's big okay. deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, Little, little known facts. <laughs> little, little known facts. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Holidays. Okay, so, yeah. Holidays. Because we were talking about stress and burnout. Yeah. Then we were talking about like major things that are very irritating. Yeah. And now let's move into holidays. Holidays. Which can be stress inducing yeah. and also really annoying because I'm... of other people and they're eating. Okay, this it really, really just fits well together. This is right. Just... <laughs> this this episode has just flown or flown has just flowed really well. It has. It has. <laughs> yeah. So holiday season, eating out of normal our normal patterns once a year type food favorites. All family, large gatherings, um, all things that generally happen this time of year, multiple gatherings in a short span of time, sometimes more than one in a day. So thinking about last year with the restrictions that were in place that a lot of people I think most people toned it was it was a different type of holiday season mm-hmm. than than previously and that now this year we have much more freedom than we did last year um that we want to celebrate and maybe it gives us a little bit of pause about the things that some of the traditions that that maybe we didn't know were so important to us but now we realize that they actually were important to us mm. But I mean, when I say traditions, I really just mean food. <laughs> right. Because truly, there are foods that generally are only available this time of year because mm-hmm. they're only either manufactured or family traditionally makes them like Christmas cookies, like gingerbread men and um, Christmas like fruitcake. I know nobody's really a fan. Sandy's the only <laughs> fan. Fruitcake. Um but then we have stuffing and gravy and turkey and mashed potatoes and adult beverages, cheese, nibblies, like those types of things. And so I know that not, you and I both never have a lot of these type of fun- functions. Like I would say that generally speaking to other people, like other members and, and that, that that people generally have much more on the go than we ever do. I so think I that's never, accurate. Yeah. I never really had a, as much, it wasn't as difficult this time of year. It was never as difficult for me as it was, I think for a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, however, my approach to the holidays 
has always been, I know that there are going to be those certain types of things that, that are generally only available this time of year. And if I'm going to someone's house and they've taken the time to, to prepare some sort of a homemade goodie of some sort, if it's something that I, I enjoy, then I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going yeah. to say no. It it doesn't happen every day. It's, you know, I, and I'm not so concerned about not like taking it because I'm going to hurt someone's feelings. That doesn't, that's not my, I, I don't even really think about that, mm-hmm. but I do, I do know that, that for some people that's concerned. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy what those things at this time of year because they're available and I like them. And I also know that it's not an everyday thing, so I don't get too wrapped up in it. I know that this time of year, probably my weight will probably fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also okay with that because I know once I get back into just regular eating, that it mm-hmm. sorts that it sorts itself out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about you? Yeah, for me, the trick, I mean, it's not a trick, but for me, the, the key, that's a better word, is... That if I, if I'm out somewhere, if I go to some sort of an event or some sort of a gathering where there is something, like you said, like something that's been homemade or something that has been, you know, offered that is not something that I would typically have or something that is available at any time, you know, I also, I'm going to enjoy it. The key for me is that it can't come home with me. Yeah. And what I'm learning about myself is that it means that it can't come home with me as in I can't bring leftovers home with me, Mm -hmm. but it also can't come home with me like I can't come home and be thinking about that thing that I had and then think that it was so good that I go out and get it for myself again. You know, like, like it can't, it can't come home with me metaphorically or literally. (laughs) Right. Yes. Um, you know, I have to enjoy it and I have to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is but the I, most, what is the most challenging, like for you, what is like, what is your kryptonite this time of year? Any sort of a Christmas cookie. Okay. So bread, a gingerbread, yeah. an empire biscuit, um, mm. something that is like covered in icing sugar, like, like any sort of homemade Christmas cookie that is that is my kryptonite and the thing is like they're not even all my favorite yeah (laughs) you know yeah yeah but there's something about I mean there's there's a there's a definitely a theme within those cookies that you you know just rhymed off because they're they're also quite buttery yeah and so it's the mouth feel of it it's the because you know when you put it in your mouth that it's going to sort of crumble a little bit and yeah. it and and but it but the butter also tastes good and yeah. it's something that you don't have often Mm-mm. and so you you enjoy it mm-hmm. i think that the one thing that you said that if for a strategy for for anyone is you said homemade mm-hmm. a whole any homemade cookie yeah so there are going to be situations that, you know, where if, it's if, like the plastic bucket of like, yes. that you can like hit the cookie on the table and it doesn't Correct. do anything. Cause it's so, yes, that, that is never going to be worth it to me. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that I haven't eaten a whole bucket of those, you know, myself, you know, over the course of my lifetime, <laughs> but yeah. 
but definitely, I mean, that is not something that is that that I that I can really even consider. Yeah, like I don't even want to give that space in my mind, really, because I right. know that I'm going to be disappointed with it. And so, what's the point? So for you, that's easy though. For you, if there's a platter of cookies out. And there's ones that are homemade, and then there's ones that are store-bought. Mm-hmm. The store-bought ones you wouldn't even in, in, indulge in. They wouldn't no. engage in, in no. any type of – there's no relationship for you with those. No. no. And so that's – but that's a good strategy to have because you could be at an event where that's, that's you know, as yeah. far as the sweets, those are what are there. And yeah. so, you And know, if that's what's there, I, I don't need it. I don't want it. Right. And so for those people listening, that might be a good strategy to, to have in your back pocket also is to, before you're going somewhere, say, you know, that if there's something that's homemade, that's one of my favorites, because sometimes people make things and it's like, yeah, it's not really my thing, you know? So why am I going to eat it? Yeah. 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 So, um, the other things I I was just thinking just of strategies were because we have personal points now. Yes. And you know, we all have control to do the assessment and we can go back and do the assessment again. But if, if we know that we are, you know, going to be enjoying a turkey dinner and maybe more than one and that chicken or, um, which I believe includes turkey was not one of our zero point foods that we maybe want to go back to do the assessment again so that that does come up as a zero point food which would just give us a little bit of uh, a better, I guess, what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Just feeling a little bit more in control while we can, you know, still, we're still going to track, but we also know that when we're putting that on our plate, that it's not three points worth of this plus other things that maybe because if beans, for instance, are one of your zero point foods and you're going to have one or two or three turkey dinners, probably beans aren't going to be served. Right. You know, so it's yeah. just trying to use the plan to support you. It's not yeah. it's not rigging the system. No, it's not rigging the system. And you know why? I think it's because with this new, like with the new personal points engine and being able to do this assessment, the the way that the points are uh, doled out, like the way that you have your mix of points is different depending on what your zero point foods are. So if you feel like certain zero point foods are really important to you, then you get those zero point foods and that adjusts your daily, your daily personal points. Right. And if you feel like there are other uh, zero point foods that aren't that important, or maybe you don't actually like, even if you're looking at all of these zero point food options and you're like, you know what, none of these are really important to me right now. I, I'm not going to be eating any of those regularly. Then don't choose any of them. Yeah. You know, and and allow yourself uh, the flexibility of a plan that has fewer zero point foods and m- more personal points, right. rather than the flexibility of a plan that has more zero point foods and fewer personal points. Right. So yeah. I think that's the thing that's really really cool about it, but also something that we kind of have to wrap our heads around because mm. 
we often think that flexibility is one and not the other, but actually flexibility is both. It's in both situations. It's right. just what kind of flexibility do I need right now? Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, shortbread is not a zero point food. No, nor will it ever be. Nor I will think. it ever be. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so that, I, I mean, I think that is really powerful to be able to make those adjustments while you're thinking ahead of yeah. what the next, you know, that week was going to look like or the week and a half or whatever. And then when you're back to your regular pattern is to then go back and do the assessment again and, you know, come up with the list that works for you at that particular time. Yeah. Well, and it's good because the, the questions that are asked of you when you're, when you're going through the assessment, they're, they're asking you, you know, what do you have, like the foods that you choose regularly or the foods that you choose yeah. frequently. And, and so that can change from time to time too, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, in this moment or in this month or in this, you know, the next two weeks, this is something I'm going to choose frequently, mm. but that might not be the same two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't you know? say, it doesn't say forever. No. <laughs> and the other thing too, is that some of the time, like the question will say, choose up to two things or choose yes. up to three things. Well, if there's a list of five things and it says choose up to three, I don't have to choose three. If only yeah. one of them is really actually important to me, then that's the only one I need to pick. None yeah. of the others are important to me. Yeah. And, you know, so it's interesting you say that because initially the first time I did it, I went through and it was like pick up to three. So then I chose three because I felt like, well, but I want to have as many zero point foods as I can. Like the issue was then I didn't realize the impact it would have on my daily points. So I would, like I think I said to you, like, I've got chicken yeah. on here, but I only eat chicken once a week. So why do I want to have chicken on? Like, why am I putting this? I'm not using it. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I do eat frequently from the, because initially it was like from the list. Yes. From that list. <laughs> These are the, so I did go back. I, I left it for like a, a, a week and a half or two weeks. And then I went back again. I'm like, this, that's not working right. Like it's right. not. Because then I felt like I was getting ripped off somehow, right. which is just silliness. <laughs> but anyway, so then when I went back in, I only chose one. And then the my points did get adjusted based on that. Um, so anyway, so that, that that is a good, that's a good option, you know, to go and to play around with that. And, that, and then it's very easy to switch it back also. Then the other thing is if you are, you can go into, um, into ah. the app and, and if you are in losing, uh, I think it's not called losing mode anymore. It is like um, healthy eating. Yeah. So you've got in your food settings, yeah. you have two options. You can choose either weight loss or you can choose, no, you can choose either healthy habits only. Yeah. Or you can choose healthy habits and weight loss. Okay. So you could switch it to healthy habits only and that would give you extra points to yeah. use yeah. every day. Yeah. So for those who've been around for a while, it really was the difference between when you went to maintenance and lifetime mm -hmm. and that you were maintaining your weight so that you to 
to get out of the losing mode, you do need to eat more points or you will continue to lose in theory. Um, And so that might be enough of a buffer to also help you stay on track and not feel like you're stressed um, around the holiday season and what you are eating. And also that you want to use your weeklies and any activity points. They're all there for a reason. They're not there just, you know, as this number that you can accumulate. They are meant to be eaten. And I think that was some of the theory in changing it so Mm. that everything is the same name. So it's all personal points, right? It's it's the personal points that you add for activity. It's the personal points that you add for other habits. It's the personal points that you have every day. It's the personal points that you have every week, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that was some of the thinking in naming it like that so that you, you really have a sense as the person adding and using personal points that it's all the same, right? As opposed to these are the points for this, but then these are the points for that, right? Like, and it's not really differentiated anymore. I think with every iteration of the program, the messaging around this is all for you to use is getting better and better. Right. Right. Like I think it, I even think back to when, I first joined WW or even the second time when I joined, there was a real sense that like, if you wanted to do it for real, right. You just use these. Yeah. And then then those were for like a special occasion. Whereas now it's like, no, no, all of it is just for living. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's it's another change that because there were so many people on plan that never ever used any of those and so it does I can see where they feel like their dailies have really been reduced mm-hmm. and they you you do need to use those just just yeah. to eat healthily and to yeah. feel satisfied you can't just leave them there yeah anymore yeah and and they're meant for that of course right yeah 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 I've so always what- eaten them all and Always. and you now have the opportunity to add points for these yeah. other habits, right? Right. You know, every cup of veggies, it's an extra yes. point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Get your water in. It's I mean, you you know I was like chugging my water this morning as I yeah. do because I I want to get that water in. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good. It it gives you that and I think it gives you that extra sort of wiggle room and like you said too it gives you that that added uh belief in your own control and your own self-efficacy right that you are capable of eating in a in a healthy way you're capable of maintaining these other healthy habits and you're capable of of navigating stressful situations joyful situations you know um food filled situations whatever it might be in a way that's going to make you happy Mm -hmm. ultimately right right yeah i guess the the end message is you know enjoy yourself yes utilize all of the um, available uh, support systems that you have. You know, I always like to mentally think about 
you know, if, if, if the number on the scale is something that really um, drives you or is a concern, then to, I was mentally would set myself out with a number that was like, okay, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I know because I'm eating differently that the scale is not going to, to stay right. the same. And so having yeah. that number that I'd be okay with. Right. And then being okay with it. Yes. That's the key, right? <laughs> that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> and then preparing yourself to see a number and yeah. to know that this is going to be fine for me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then to get right back into it, you know, I, I, I never, you know, really had a hard time of getting right into it. I think that the thing is, is that once, and we'll, we can talk about this in the, you know, the next episode is like, now we're finished with the holiday season, but mm -hmm. the, but sometimes there's things that remain, they want to hang around a little bit into, into the new year. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not necessarily so helpful. Correct. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are the times we want to send those things home to the people that are okay with taking those things home. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're left to say, you know, happy holidays. Yeah. Like you started out by saying, but by the time this, this will, when does this release? I guess it releases. It's 20, it'll be the 21st of December. Okay. So, the so it will be, it will be right in the midst of things, right? Yeah. It will be after some holidays and before others and yeah. sort of in the midst of the busyness. Right. But all fun. So, and I think too, like the most important thing is to like in any time to focus on the things that make you feel good. So focus on the connections that, um, you know, that, that bring you, um, you know, happiness rather than the connections that don't, right? Correct. To focus on the, the things that you really enjoy, right? If it's the music that you really like, you know, put your, put your focus there. If it's the, the weather that you really like, put your focus there, you know, and, right. and the things that it, the things that you don't really like, you know, you know, as yeah. much as possible, you know, let those things go a little bit, which yeah. is, you know, really, uh, really, really clever, I guess, of me, the one with, you know, severe misophonia to say <laughs> things that bother you, or you don't really like, just let them go, you know, because I'm so good at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Well, I think that's, I think we can wrap. I think, we, I mean, wrap, that's a good word. I was going to wrap, but no, I won't wrap. Wrap, but Henny is going to wrap because she needs to wrap her Christmas gifts today. Exactly. That's exactly that's what I was what thinking. That's thinking about? Yes. Okay. This, this is exactly what needs to happen. So, well, Sandy, always a pleasure to chat with you. I was, I, I had no idea that we were going down the, you know, here are all of Henny's personality, personality flaws route, but, you know, I'm glad you know. we unpacked a few of those. I mean, <laughs> The, the the people need to know they do <laughs> the, you know i've i've got some things <laughs> yeah, as, as we all do as we all do as we all do uh, um i will chat with you next week all right well you have a good day happy wrapping and for everyone out there take care of yourself um i hope that um you know we've given you a few things to think about as you head into the 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 epicenter of the holiday season. <laughs> yeah.
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye, talk to you later. Bye.